When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to Jets coverage. Subscribe to the 98.7 ESPN New York Jets podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And keep listening to the home of Jets football, 98.7 ESPN. We want to be joined by the new Hall of Famer, and he's a buddy of yours, of course, former teammate, and the great number 73 who's enshrined in Canton, Ohio, over the summer. Big round of applause here for the great Joe Klecko wearing his gold jacket here in the Coaches Club. The Hall of Famer, Joe Klecko, the first time we get to talk to you with that distinction. How are you, Joe? Every time I come in the house, I make my wife say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. I, mean, no, I, I know he doesn't. <laughs> anyway, I want to go back. I want to go back to things because a lot of people uh, don't know Joe Klecko. And when you talk about Joe Klecko, there's a couple words in there that you might use. One is character. The guy's got good character, too. Loyalty. And the other one is respect for his elders. And I'm going to go back to a story when we were playing the Buffalo Bills, Joe. And I was getting cut from behind <laughs> by, uh, uh, a good story. Uh, by Joe Devlin. And I, go to, and I go to Joe. Now, Joe's a rookie, and I'm, I'm, my, I'm in my second year. And uh, we played a, a defense called a KC at the time, and Joe was playing left tackle. And so what happened was is I come back to the hall. I go, Joe, this guy's cutting me every single time. You take the playoff and and get him, and I'll cover for you. He goes, okay. <laughs> so the snap of the ball. Next thing you know, Joe is out there and he's taking care of Joe Devlin. And I was never clipped in the rest of my career by Joe Devlin. True story or not? And that's the way things should happen out there. You that's know, right? He respected his elders. <laughs> well, I was willing to help when it came to a fight. I was there. You know I, I mean? That was awesome. So, how did all of this end up affecting you? The day after you're inducted, you had a huge party out, your wife, your family, the, the world was there yeah. for Joe Klecko. And how did it feel the day after? Well, honestly, Greg, it took a while. And, you know, and, and he's telling you about basically the, 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 the overwhelming attitude out there. And it's all about us at the Hall of Fame. And, you know, they kept us going at, at 100 miles an hour. And, I never get to see any. I mean, you guys were out there for right. three days. I think I seen you for an hour at my party. You know, right. that was about it. And there was many people who were out there I never even got to say hi to, really. But it was fun. It was enjoyable. Everybody had a And one of the greatest thing that really happened out there, and this is a, a very a rewarding piece to a father and a husband, is... Uh, players, um, our guys who were out right. there, and people, every one of them said to me the comments about my family, and everybody talked about, you know, Danny with his Super Bowl rings right. and all that, but they enjoyed my family. They said, Joe, you have the greatest family in the world, and I do, because uh, between, you know, Debbie raising them correctly, you know, and, and me standing behind her, you know, but everybody that came and commented to me about the family, and that was the best part of it, it really was. Well, I, I want to tell you I'm a little, little story about Joe Klecko because, I, again, I have all the stories in the world about you, but 
it, it, it's a funny thing. It's, it, you, you take a look at this beast of a man and how tough he was and, and how he played and, and the grit and determination and the, and the discipline is unbelievable. And he has these two little kids. One is Michael <laughs> and one is Danny. And Michael is how many years older than Danny? Uh, four. Four years older. So Danny is, I'm telling you, five years old in the locker room. Right. And Joe can't control the kid. <laughs> He's running all over the place. He's raising hell and, and everything else. And next thing you know is one of the players, you know, grabs him and shakes him around. <laughs> and, and, and Danny goes into the training room. Dad, this guy grabbed me. He goes, who was it? <laughs> he goes into the locker room. He takes him, lifts him up over his head, and throws Drain Quatchfield up on the lockers. And he says, don't come down until I'm gone. And that's why he stayed up there. That, that was a true story, though. You know, it's funny because <laughs> what happened was Danny hit him in the head with a helmet. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. so basically, I, I, you know, I scolded Danny. And then, you know, I, I was playing around. And I didn't want Clutchfield to take it with animosity or anything like that. So I grabbed him and I threw him up on top of the locker. And this guy weighed about 250 pounds. And uh, I was in the training room later uh, in, a, in a whirlpool. And Clutchfield comes up to me and goes, hey, now I know why them guys don't mess with you. You know, so you know it was like a subtle way to say, "Hey, this is the way it's going to go." You know, so Crutchfield's actually going to join us next. Well, that's matter. too late. <laughs> too late. Too late. So I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm asking them these questions, Dan. You jump in anytime you want. So, you know, you, you had some some really great times and some bad times. You you tore your patella tendon the year we went to the championship game. So it's like explain how you felt sitting on the sidelines watching what was going on and, and Kenny Neal fills in for you yeah. and no one knows who Kenny Neal is how did Kenny Neal play while you were gone well he, he you know he, he did a yeoman's job he did he really did a, a good job for where we had and uh, you know you weren't going to expect of him a great player you know to come out of the woodwork on a third and one or something like that but he played good you know and, but you know I, I, I broke my patella tendon in the third game of the season and then we went into playoffs and I played against Cincinnati, Oakland, and Miami. I played against all of them. That's right. I came back with my patella tendon, you know. It was unbelievable. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's one of them things like, you know, it's almost like you feel like your team needs you to win, you know. And, and that's what I felt like. I felt like if I wasn't in there, we, we didn't have that much of a chance. With me in there, we had a better chance. And that's what I strive for. And, you know, I was talking, I actually was talking to Aaron Rodgers this morning uh, in the locker room and I was talking to him about his injury, you know. And I had a, I had a doctor explain to me, you know, and Craig, you know me, I, I'm pretty astute about injuries, you know. And uh, he, he was explaining to me the advanced procedure they did for him as far as being able to get back sooner. And he said to me, like, four days after his surgery, as anybody understands orthopedic surgery, he was walking. He was actually walking with crutches, with a help, but he was walking. And that is, that is really a tremendous thing for him to get back faster than what he thinks he can by doing that. I mean, he, he's really on a great road here. So all, those, all that talk about December, January, potentially... That's something just in the conversations you had with him that could be a possibility. Well, you know, all the reports. predicaments are, I mean, whatever they are. You know, you can try and try and try. But I think he's going to come back and play next year without a doubt. I think the commitment he made to the organization is big. I think he just, by endearing her, you know, like I said a lot of things when, we, when I was, when um, 
when they announced my Hall of Fame election at the Super Bowl, every, when I came back, everybody wanted to talk to me. And actually, I was on the phone with, I think, you and LaGreca. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was really going to fit, you know, because, you know, he's in his dark place. All these young kids and everything, how are they going to feel when you come back to the huddle and he gives you that side eye? But he came in here and endeared these kids. Right. I mean, he just brought them into his, in his fold. And they loved and, You know, when he got hurt, every one of them at the end of that day in every interview they talked about said, oh, we love him. We love him. We love every single one of them said that. So they really have a, a feel for this guy. And I, I said it yesterday, two days ago on a podcast. You know, I knew he was out in Malibu at home and rehab. And I said, they need him here. They really do. Because they needed somebody to control the locker room. Because, you know, when, when I watched it the other day on the sidelines, the arguments they were having with the coaches and stuff, that don't, that don't help anybody. It doesn't help. And somebody has to control that. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, yeah. we had guys get out of line. Somebody took care of it in our locker room. And this is what they need. And Aaron Rodgers is that guy because no matter if he's hurt or not or if he's, you know, a tough guy, or that doesn't matter. He, they respect him. They respect his attitude. They respect what he does. And he is, I mean, listen, you've seen him walk today. I think on TV they were showing he's walking with his crutches, you know. And that is tremendous already. And, uh, you know, will he come back and play? Listen, are the Jets going to be in the playoffs? You know, I mean, that's right now the way they're playing. It's a wild card of best, you know. Mm. Uh, but could he possibly do it? I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, I don't know. But, but what could the presence mean? Because you, someone like you said, you played a long time. You suffered injuries, unfortunately. But... Not being with the team versus being with the team, just the presence of being right. I mean, you couldn't leave the locker room to somebody like this guy, you know, to, to keep everything in check here. So what did that mean? I always helped him. No matter what it was. <laughs> but it, it does mean a lot because when you're floundering and everybody thinks they have the answer, okay, and especially when you're young, you know, and, and you've had success like these guys have. They've had the success. They have two guys that were offensive, defensive players of the year. And then, you know, everybody else around them thinks they know. You don't know. You haven't been around long enough. You don't understand it like these guys, like the coaches do, like Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers understands it. And he knows what these guys are going through. And if you, if you, if you have to put a, a finger on it, you know, somebody needs to control them. Now, they can get mad as hell as they want at the coaches because you can, you can say, hey, listen, you know, the coach ain't going to be here forever. He doesn't do this or that. I don't care about that. But a player that wants to get ahead and have this team win, which he does, and by him coming here, you know, going to Broadway plays, Nick games, everything with all these kids and selling out the way he has, he has that voice, and he can do a lot for this team. And now, listen, he's not going to be on the sideline today. Right. But he's going to be up there with a set of headphones on, and Wilson's going to talk to him a lot, you know. And Greg, Greg will tell you the understanding of how to fool a young quarterback is a lot easier than fooling Aaron Rodgers, you know. <laughs> I mean, Belichick's a perfect example of that, you know. I think the first year, when the first game he had against Belichick, he threw three interceptions in the first half. And I always relate to this because Bill's so good at – destroying young quarterbacks you know he's his his mentality of disguise and then also uh you know his ability to make them make mistakes is big so <clears throat> the jets have this kid that he's come along and despite the fact he's from alabama joe this kid reminds. I, I got that by the way yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> is, is here here he comes and he reminds me of a, a young Joe Klecko where 
He's quick. He's got great hips. He's moved through the hole. Quinnen Williams. Yes. I what, told that. How, how do how do you what do you think of Quinnen Williams? Oh, he's a, he's a beast. He's a beast. He's tough to play against. Right. You know, if I'm an offensive guard, but I tell you what, Dallas neutralized them a little bit because what they did is I I don't, I don't know. If, I'm sure the coaches understand it all. They aggressively blocked him. Okay. Uh, I talked to them once at the luncheon at the the Jets luncheon, and I said to him, I says, "What do you do? You know, would you read? Do you play?" He goes, "No, we come off the ball. Yeah, we come off the ball. They want penetration. Well, you know as well as I do." When you're playing on a defensive line and somebody attacks you, your first reaction is to stop and look what they're reacting to. Now, if they're progressively blocking on a pass protection, you've already stopped your feet, and now you have to restart. That's right. And that's bad. That's, that's right. bad. Now, when you come out, like, let's take Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald, okay? Aaron Donald doesn't do that. Aaron Donald reads the guy, comes off the ball, right or left, and whatever. And when Aaron Donald catches you on your heels, he'll run you over. Or if you side and sit hard on him, he'll run right around you, okay? Quinn doesn't do that. Because he's so big and strong, he's gotten away with actually running over people a lot. But the guys from Dallas are so good. When they came out, they, they aggressively blocked him, and they stymied him a lot on the line because he didn't know what to expect because I don't think they've ever done that to him, okay? That's where you can't just come off the ball. So, so what you're saying is they, they have that point where he's got to figure out is it run or pass, right. and that's where he stops for the, the half a second or a quarter of a second. And right? that hurts yeah. you. Yeah, that hurts. it does. Because if you, if you come off the ball and you're aggressive and you make penetration and you're in the backfield, it's a second away, a second and a half away from the quarterback. When you get stymied on the line and your feet stop, now you've got to restart and do it all over again. You're three seconds away from the quarterback. Now the quarterback has four seconds to throw the football. In the National Football League, it has to be three seconds or less to where they're going to get rid of it, okay? So the point of it is, is it, it can't happen. Now, hopefully they understand that, and they come out and, and in retrospect, go back and fix that situation when that happens again. That's why, that's why when you play linebacker and the running back slows his feet down, you, you speed yours up. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, once you slow him down, you get in the So it's, yes. it's Every half second can make a difference, that's exactly especially right. at this level. Yeah, that was great, Joe. Joe, great seeing you. And again, congratulations, not just for the Hall of Fame. And tonight, you got a ceremony at halftime. You're going to get your ring. That's like the trifecta, right? You got the jacket on. <laughs> you got your bust already. Now you get the ring, and that makes the circle complete. Right? Oh, I agree. And I'll tell you what a wonderful ring it is. Now, thanks you for know? a copy for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, the last time I called you, I told you last week, I called you on the phone, you didn't answer, I was going to kill you. That's you right. <laughs> exactly that's, right. So you do that to everybody, basically. You don't answer anybody's calls, no, not never, just mine, never. his, whatever. Hand for the Hall of Famer, Joe Klecko. Thanks, everybody. Joining us here on Jets Can Down to Cook-Off. Joe, great to see you. Thanks for listening to Jets Coverage. Subscribe to the 98.7 ESPN New York Jets podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And keep listening to the home of Jets football, 98.7 ESPN.